Hare Krishna, so we are continuing with perfect questions, perfect answers by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, and his conversation with ba- Bob Cohen, a Peace Corps worker in India. This is Shravanam Diaries Podcast, and I'm your host, Sulalita Devidasi. This is the last chapter, actually. Chapter 9. Deciding for the Future. New York, July 4th, 1972. Bob, I received your very kind letter about a week ago. Shilaprabhad, you are a very intelligent boy. Try to understand this philosophy. It is very important. People are wasting so much energy for sense gratification. They are not aware of what is going to happen in the next life. There is a next life, but foolish people are ignorant. This life is a preparation for the next life, that they do not know. The modern education and its universities are completely in darkness about this simple knowledge. We are changing bodies every moment, that is a medical fact. After leaving this body, we will have to accept another body. How are we going to accept that body? What kind of body? This can also be known. For example, if someone is being educated, one can understand that when he passes his examination, he is going to be an engineer or a medical practitioner. Similarly, in this life, you can prepare yourself to become something in the next life. Barbara, Bob's wife, can we decide what we want to be in the next life? Yes, you can decide. We have decided that in the next life we are going to Krishna. This is our decision, to go back home, back to Godhead. Suppose you decide that you are going to be an engineer or a medical practitioner. With that objective you prepare and educate yourself. Similarly, you can decide what you are going to do in the next life. But if you don't decide, then the material nature will decide. Barbara, could I have been Krishna conscious in my last life? Is it possible that in my last life I was a Krishna devotee and have come back again? Srila Prabhupada, it doesn't matter, but you can become a Krishna devotee now. Take advantage of your Krishna of our Krishna consciousness movement. When one is perfectly Krishna conscious, he does not come back. But if there is a little deficiency, then there is a possibility of coming back. But even though there is a deficiency, he comes back to a nice family. Shuchinam Shri Matamde Gehe Yoga Brashto Bijayate. Quote, the unsuccessful yogi takes birth in a religious or aristocratic family. Unquote. So human intelligence can decide for the future. An animal cannot. We have discriminatory power. If I do this, I will be benefited. If I do that, I will not be benefited. This power is there in human life. So you have to use it properly. 
You should know what is our goal of life and decide in that way. That is human civilization. Barbara, have you ever seen Krishna? Shla Prabhupada, yes. Barbara, you have. Shla Prabhupada, daily, at every moment. Haribo! Barbara, but not in the material body. Shla Prabhupada, he has no material body. Barbara, well, in the temple here, they have pictures of Krishna. Shla Prabhupada, that is not a material body. You are seeing materially because you have material eyes. Because you have material eyes, you cannot see the spiritual form. Therefore, Krishna kindly appears to be in the material body so that you can see him. But because he has kindly made himself just fit for your seeing, that doesn't mean he has a material body. Suppose. The President of the United States kindly comes to your house. That does not mean his position and your position are the same. It is his kindness. Out of love, he may come to your house, but that does not mean he is on the same level as you. Similarly, because we cannot see Krishna with our present eyes, he therefore appears before us as a painting or as a form made of stone or wood. And Krishna is not different from these paintings and wood because everything is Krishna. Barbara, after we die, what happens to our spirit? Shla Prabhupada, you get another body. Barbara, immediately? Shla Prabhupada, yes, it is just like when you change your apartment. You fixed up your new apartment first, then you leave this one and go there. Barbara, so do we know what type of body we will get? Shla Prabhupada, yes, provided you are qualified. Those who are qualified know. But for those who do not know, nature will arrange things. If you do not know, this means you have not prepared your life. So, at the time, one second. Yes. Mm -hmm. At the time of death, you mentally, your mentality will create another body and naturally will supply it. So your mentality will create another body and nature will supply it. Bob, if Krishna controls everything, how does Krishna control a non-devotee? Srila Prabhupada, by Maya. Krishna controls this world just as the government controls everything. A kingdom is controlled by the king's departments. Bob, and how does Krishna control a devotee? Srila Prabhupada, just as you control your beloved. For example, if you have a beloved child, you control him for his benefit. If he is going to touch fire, you will immediately tell him, no, no, my dear child, don't touch it. So a Krishna conscious person, a devotee, is never misled because Krishna is always guiding him. 
whereas those who are not Krishna conscious are in the charge of Maya, and Maya will do the needful, as you have seen. Bob, is there time? Is the time that will die preset when we're born? When I'm born, do I have a certain given lifespan? Shla Prabhupada, yes, a devotee, and he cannot change that. Shla Prabhupada, no, he cannot change it. But Krishna can change it. Devotee, if he commits suicide, is that also preset? Shla Prabhupada, not preset. That you can do because you have a little independence. It is not natural to commit suicide, it is unnatural. But because we have independence, we can go from nature to unnature. A prisoner cannot go out of the prison house naturally. But if somehow rather he arranges to jump over the wall and escapes, then he becomes eligible for further imprisonment. He will be arrested again and his term of imprisonment will be increased. So naturally we cannot violate destiny. But if we do it, then we will suffer. But our destiny can be changed by Krishna when we are Krishna conscious. We do not do it, but Krishna will do it. Krishna says, Aham tvam sarva pape I shall give you protection. That change takes place for my protection. There are two stages, non-devotee and devotee. The non-devotee is under the control of material nature and the devotee is under the control, direct control of Krishna. There are many employees in the big company and they are controlled by the head of the company through different departmental superintendents. But although outside of home he controls indirectly, the same man at home is controlling his children directly, but he is always a controller. Similarly, God is always the controller. When one becomes a devotee, he is controlled by God. When he is a non-devotee, he is controlled by his agent, Maya. But he has to be controlled. For example, Every citizen of America is controlled by the government. When a citizen is alright, the civil department controls him. When he is not alright, the criminal department controls him. But he cannot say, I am not controlled. That is not possible. Everyone is controlled. If someone says, I am not controlled, he is crazy. Everyone is controlled. So either you are controlled directly by God or you are controlled by his agency, Maya. Being controlled by Maya, you spoil your life. You remain in material experience one birth after another, changing your bodies. But if you choose to be controlled by God, then after this body you go back home, back to Godhead then your life is successful. You cannot exist because without being controlled. 
that is not possible. Intelligence means to choose to be controlled by Krishna. So we can't exist without being controlled. Jai. So, intelligence means to choose to be controlled by Krishna. That is stated in the Bhagavad Gita. Bahunam janmanam ante gyanavan mam prapadyante. Bhagavad Gita 7.19 Quote After many births of traveling or speculation, one surrenders unto me. Unquote Vasudeva sarvam iti Quote Krishna, you are everything. So I have come. Accept me. I am now fully surrendered unto you. And you control me. I am controlled. For so long I have been controlled by these rascals. There is no benefit. I have been controlled by my senses. So under the control of the senses, I have served so-called family, society, country, nation, up to serving the dogs. But nothing has given me satisfaction. Therefore, now I have good sense. I put myself under your control. Instead of being controlled by a dog, let me be controlled by God." Unquote. This is Krishna Consciousness. Have you not seen how a man is controlled by a dog? In the street, the dog stops, passes stool, and his master will stand and wait, is it not? He is passing stool and urine, and the master is thinking, I am master. But he is controlled. That is Maya. He has become a servant of the dog, but he is thinking, I am master. So, unless one is Krishna conscious, one cannot understand. We can understand that this rascal is being controlled by his dog, but he is thinking that he is the master. We can understand. What do you think? Has he not become controlled by the dog? Bob. That is so, Shla Prabhupada. But he is thinking, I am the master of the dog. A family man is controlled by his wife, his children, his servants, by everyone. But he is thinking, I am master. President Nixon is thinking that he is master of his country, but he is controlled. At once he can be dismissed by the public, his servants. And he will take a position claiming, I will give you very good service, and I shall be a first-class servant. Therefore, people will vote. All right, you become president. And he is advertising, re-elect me, re-elect me. That means he is a servant. But he is thinking, I am master. That is the position, Maya. One who is controlled by Maya is thinking himself, master, but he is a servant. And a devotee never, think, never thinks to himself, I am master. Only I am servant. That is the difference between Maya and reality. He at least knows, I am never master, I am always a servant. <laughs> 
When a servant is thinking, I am master, that is called illusion. But when a servant thinks, I am a servant, that is not illusion, that is mukti, liberation. Because he is not controlled by false thoughts. Try to think about the subject matter. A devotee is never controlled by false thoughts. He knows his position. Svarupina vyavastiti. Mukti, liberation, means to be situated in one's own constitutional position. I am a servant. So if I know that I'm a servant, that is my liberation. And if I think that I'm a master, that is bondage. This is the difference between conditioned life and liberated life. So these Krishna conscious devotees are always thinking that they are servants of Krishna. Therefore, they're all liberated. They do not endeavor for liberation. They are already liberated because they are situated in their constitutional position. They're not artificially thinking, I am master. Otherwise, everyone is thinking, I am a master. That is illusion. You cannot be master in any state of your life. You must remain a servant. That is your position. When one thinks artificially, artificially, that he is master, then that is his conditional life, conditioned life. And when one voluntarily surrenders to the Supreme Master, that is his liberation. A devotee does not try for liberation separately. As soon as he surrenders to Krishna or his representative, he is liberated. One moment. Okay. Bob, Prabhupada, some religious people claim that Jesus is guiding them. Can this be so? Shri Prabhupada, yes, but they are not taking the guidance, just like the Christians. Jesus is guiding them, thou shall not kill, but they are killing. Where is the Jesus guidance? Simply saying, I am guided by Jesus Christ, will that do? But I don't care for his words. Is that guidance? Nobody is being guided by Jesus Christ. Their claim is false. It is very hard to find a man who is actually being guided by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ's guidance is available, but nobody is caring for it. They have taken Jesus Christ as a contractor to take up their sins. That is their philosophy. They commit all kinds of sins and poor Jesus Christ will be responsible. That is their religion. Therefore they say, we have a very good religion. For all our sinful activities, Jesus Christ will die. So is that good religion? They have no sympathy for Jesus Christ. He died for our sins. Why should we commit sins again? Such a great life has been sacrificed for our sins. So 
we should be guided by Jesus Christ. But if you take it otherwise, ah, we shall go on committing all sins and Jesus Christ will make a contract to nullify all my sins. I'll simply go to the church and confess and come back and again do all nonsense. Do you think that shows very good intelligence? Bob, no. Shlaprabhupada, one who is actually guided by Jesus Christ will certainly get liberation, but it is very hard to find a man who is actually being guided by Jesus Christ. Bob, what about the Jesus freaks, young people who read Bible very often? Srila Prabhupada, but violence is against the Bible's injunctions. How can they kill if they are following the Bible? Bob, they claim that the Bible says Jesus ate meat. Srila Prabhupada, that's alright, he may eat anything, he is powerful. But he has ordered, thou shall not kill. You must stop killing. He is powerful, he can eat the whole world. But you cannot compare to Jesus Christ. You cannot imitate Jesus Christ. You have to abide by his order. Then you are guided by Jesus Christ. That is actually obedience. That is explained that is explained one second in the Bhagavata. One who is Ishvara, who is empowered, can do anything, but we cannot imitate. We have to abide by his order. What he says to me, that I will do. You cannot imitate. You say that Jesus Christ ate meat. Admitting that you do not know in what condition he ate meat. He himself is eating meat, but he is advising others not to kill. Do you think that Jesus Christ was contradicting himself? Bob, no. Shalaprabhupada, he cannot do that. That is real faith in him, that he cannot do that. So why has he eaten meat? He knows, but he has asked me not to kill. I have to follow. This is the real system. You are not Jesus Christ. You cannot imitate him. He has sacrificed his life for God. Can you do that? So why shall you imitate Jesus Christ? You are imitating Jesus Christ by eating meat. Why not imitate Jesus Christ and sacrifice your life for spreading God consciousness? What do you think? Yes, when you preach, you can say what you think. They are so-called Christians, but what are they doing for God? Just consider the sun. The sun is absorbing urine. Can you drink urine? If you want to imitate the sun, oh, here is the sun absorbing urine, let me drink urine. Can you? Jesus Christ is powerful. He can do everything. But we cannot imitate. We have to simply abide by his order. That is real Christianity. We cannot imitate a powerful man. 
Our Vedic literature describes that once there was an ocean of poison and no one knew what to do with it. Then Lord Shiva said, all right, I'll drink it. So he drank the whole poison ocean and kept it in his throat. Can you drink poison? Not the ocean, just one cup. So how can we imitate Lord Shiva? Lord Shiva never advised that we drink poison. So you have to abide by the advice, not imitate. These LSD and marijuana people say that Lord Shiva used to smoke ganja. But Lord Shiva drank the whole poisoned ocean. Can you do that? It is Lord Shiva's instructions that should be followed, not his example of smoking ganja. When Parvati asked him what method of worship is best, he said Vishnur Aradhanam Param. The best worship is worship of Lord Vishnu, Krishna. There are many demigods, there are many demigods, but he recommended Vishnu worship as the best. And better than Vishnu worship is worship of a Vaishnava. The exact word used here is Tadiyanam, those who are related to Vishnu. For instance, we are worshipping this plant, Tulsi. We are not worshipping all plants, but because this Tulsi, Tulasi, has a very intimate connection with Krishna, Vishnu, we are therefore worshipping her. Similarly, if anything is intimately related with Krishna, Worship of that thing is better than worship of Vishnu. Bob, why is that? Shla Prabhupada, because Krishna will be pleased. Suppose you have a dog and some friends comment, pat your dog. Shla Prabhupada makes big patting motions. You become pleased, you become pleased. Oh, he's my good friend. You see how they think? We see this, some friend comes and says, My, what a nice dog you have! Laughter. Some Indian guests enter the room. Srila Prabhupada, please have some prasada. Srila Prabhupada continues speaking with his guests, sometimes in English and sometimes Hindi. It is his last day in New York and his plane to London is scheduled to leave in only a few hours. Bob has brought a car to drive Srila Prabhupada to Kennedy Airport. The devotees are scurrying about, bringing luggage to the car, putting the manuscripts of Srila Prabhupada's latest translating work in order, and making other last-minute arrangements. Shamsundar, everything's ready, Srila Prabhupada. The car is waiting for us. Srila Prabhupada, so we can go now? Alright, Hare Krishna. Thus ends the last chapter of Perfect Questions, Perfect Answers, Concluding Words. Between 1972 and 1976, I took to heart Srila Prabhupada's suggestion that I make a serious study of the Bhagavad Gita and Bhakti Yoga. He, is, he advised me to continue asking questions from different angles of vision 
and to consult others on the bhakti path. Though I was anxious to acquire the devotional taste I saw in his disciples, I was determined to approach my study of bhakti yoga cautiously and deliberately. As a scientist, I first explored the Gita's epistemology. The science of bhakti yoga has its own tools and method for understanding transcendental subjects. I felt the need to overcome my skepticism enough to experiment with these tools, which include meditative chanting and hearing about Krishna. Srila Prabhupada had convinced me enough to take that necessary first step. My own unexpectedly sweet experience convinced me to continue further. On July 19, 1976, some four years after our meeting, Srila Prabhupada accepted my wife and I as his disciples. In keeping with the ancient Vaishnava tradition, he initiated us as Bhakti Devidasi and Brahma Tirtha Dasa. Names indicating that we had become sadhakas, serious aspirants on the spiritual path. Since 1972, when my adventure with Krishna began, I have always tried to balance my inner life with my external responsibilities. The loving support of my wife and the mentorship of many experts, practitioners have helped me, grounded me in the principles of the Gita. One of these principles is to connect the world, the word, the world yoga, the word, <laughs> misspell, the word yoga literally means to connect with our inner voice, the higher voice known in Sanskrit as Paramatma, and in pop culture as the force. See, I knew it, I knew it that the force has something to do with Prabhupada's books. Okay, I can't not mention this. We've, we've read already the... Mm, what was that book? Easy Journey to Other Planets. And in that book of Srila Prabhupada, he, he's speaking about the Supreme as the Force. And that's back in 19... That, that book actually that was the first published book of Srila Prabhupada. That was 1960s. And then, some 20 years later, Star Wars come and there's like the Force. May the Force be with you, this, that. So... And, and Brahm, Brahmatirtha Prabhu, right? Bob Cohen Prabhu, Brahmatirtha Prabhu, he also says that uh, this inner voice, higher voice, known in Sanskrit as Paramatma and in pop culture as the Force. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Building this intuitive connection has brought me strength in all facts of my life. How is such an intuitive connection built? with philosophical understanding, chanting and applying the Gita's systems of checking intuition with trusted external sources. While de developing my career as a scientist and consultant, I practiced directly in Bhakti Yoga practices through the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, the society founded by Srila Prabhupada. My services in the society have included heading up 
a children's school publishing books and encouraging the academic study of the principles of bhakti yoga. These opportunities have deepened and enriched my perception of bhakti yoga. And that perception has continued to grow since Srila Prabhupada so perfectly answered my fumbling questions 33 years ago. Brahma Tirthadas, Bob Cohen, Gainesville, Florida, June 24th, 2005. Wow, so we have completed perfect questions, perfect answers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The link to this book is still in the description and tomorrow we shall begin the next book, which I already mentioned a few episodes before. It's mm, the second book where Shil Prabhupada manifests his awesome uh, challenging and defying nature and it has incredible explanations of how life comes from life so that book is life comes from life so stay tuned very excited to read that one one of my most favorite books so we shall see you tomorrow Hare Krishna